This episode of Road Dirt, the podcast is brought to you by Northeast Georgia Motorsports, carrying Kawasaki, Can-Am, Suzuki, and now CF Moto. Northeast Georgia Motorsports is your go-to dealer for all things two wheels and four. You can find them at ngmrides.com. Welcome to Road Dirt, the podcast of Road Dirt Motorcycle Media and RoadDirt.tv, your down-home grassroots motorcycle brand covering what we like to call ride life. This is Rob Brooks, your host. Thanks for tuning in. And we've kind of been a little bit absent from the podcast in the last few weeks. We've actually spent a lot of September on road trips. Um, we've had a, a, a Honda and a, a Yamaha and um, we've been out road tripping on both of them, more on that later, and finally got a weekend where we're actually at home for a bit, because next weekend we'll be traveling over, as of this podcast, the end of September, we'll be traveling over the beginning of October to Birmingham, Alabama for the Barber Motorsports Vintage Fest on one of the bikes that we have on loan from specifically Yamaha, so more on that later. But um, hey, thanks for tuning in. On this episode, we wanted to, tell the story that Ted Edwards, our one of our editors at large, sent in up in the Pacific Northwest about a very unique 1969 Honda CB750 Sandcast. Now, if you know what that is, then you're going to love this story. If you don't, well, maybe it'll educate you a little bit. This is called the Immaculate Restoration, reimagining and restoring an original 1969 Honda CB650 Sandcast. It was July 15, 1942, a dark and gloomy Wednesday during the Second Great War. Poor weather and low visibility forced the emergency landing of six P-38 Lightning Fighters of the 94th Fighter Group and two B-17 Flying Fortresses onto the icy fields of Greenland. As they lay there, not worth the overtaxed Allies' efforts of recovery, decades of ice and snow began to accumulate burying all the planes under 250 feet of icy coffin. Some 50 years later, one of the P-38s was rescued and resurrected. Ten years after its resurrection, with much sweat, money, and passion, the World War II fighter nicknamed Glacier Girl was flying again. Now, anyone who asks the cost of such an effort, well, is a fool. Asking why shows a lack of passion and no understanding of the importance of preservation of historical artifacts, flying or otherwise. Preserving this piece of history must be done regardless of cost or effort. And the restorers, they don't care what you think. They don't care what anyone thinks. They love to restore planes and then fly them again like they were designed to. Bringing such a historical machine back from the dead appeals to their hardwiring. Passion does not ask for opinions of the masses. It follows the heart. The P-38 Lightning was and is an icon. Its twin fuselages and swim, slim waist made it one of the most beautiful and deadly warbirds of its time. The Germans simply called the deadly fighter Der Gabelwanz Tüffel, probably not pronouncing that right, otherwise known as, in English, the fork-tailed devil. Now, in the motorcycling world, Honda's 1969 
CB750 was a fork-tailed devil of a different sort, striking its own deadly blow to its slow, unreliable competition and irreversibly changing the course of motorcycling. Its innovations were previously unthinkable. Disc brakes came standard, power came easy, size and weight became manageable, electronics became reliable. The beauty was standard. The bike killed the competition. There was no reversing course. Just like Glacier Girl's five decades of slumber, the original CB750 was due a similar resurrection on its 50th birthday. However, instead of a decades-long burial under hundreds of feet of ice, the story of this particular 69 CB750, serial number 538, actually started in an Oregon barn. Every treasure has its hunters, and for this bike, the hunter's name is Sam Roberts. Now, Sam's appearance is more surfer than motorcycle restorer, looking all Santa Cruz with sandy blonde hair, stubble beard, accented by trademark little red glasses. Despite being a software designer, Sam's mechanic roots actually run deep. His father was a traffic court judge, which prevented an early start on motorcycles, but gave him a sound mechanical background as he joined in his father's passion for restoring an old Ford Model A. The Peace Corps trip to Malawi gave Sam his first taste of motorcycling and the purchase of a Yamaha DT125. It changed the course of his life. It was a lemon, Sam said, but I but it forced me to learn how to work on bikes, how to diagnose problems, and get it running by the side of the road with no parts, few tools, and a massive language barrier. Ever since then, I've been on two wheels. Upon returning to the States, Sam discovered this Honda CB750, which as an aside, you ought to see the pictures of this thing on the website, roaddirt.tv forward slash the Immaculate Restoration. What a gorgeous restore project this is. Anyway, more on that in a minute. Quote, I've heard that about the CB750 and its place in history when I got into motorcycling, said Sam. I bought a 1974 CB750, restored it, and I loved it. As a software engineer, I appreciated motorcycles because I could take something apart and see a single part that played three different roles and think, now that's a beautiful design. It made me a better designer outside of motorcycling, in fact. Sam became the moderator of the CB750 Sandcast website, dedicated to the preservation of the early models and was contacted by someone wanting to sell their serial number 538 the originals. It had been sleeping for decades in an Oregon, Oregon barn, but was complete, last turning its piston somewhere back in 1992. The seller was hoping his father's bike could be restored before his dad passed away. Well, like any historian resto uh, restorer, whether the, the bike is an ice-encrusted P38 Lightning or a barn fine CB750, love and passion, not common sense, made the decision. Sam bought the bike. They looked horrendous when they arrived, Sam said, and when they arrived, I go into detective mode. This one is the only bike I've ever had where every single part is there. The number 28 embossed carburetor caps, the thin lip alternator cover, the double cut front fender, the wrinkled ga gas tank, the duck build, duck build seat. I could go on for an hour. Every single part was there. My initial thought 
was that I shouldn't restore this, I should leave it as is. So Sam left it as is, and in a twist of irony, put the bike back into storage for a few months while his designer brain considered options. I should leave it as is, he pondered. That was the plan for a couple of months as I put it in storage and I thought about it. Then after a few months, I pulled it out of storage and realized it was corroding fast. The wheels, motor, frame, red paint were getting a yellow-orange um, gloss on them, just gross. Then I thought, I don't care what anyone thinks, this is my bike. And I love riding motorcycles as, I much, as, I love, as much as I love restoring them. So I decided to restore it. Now some might question the choice of tearing apart a perfectly original historic machine. However, Sam didn't care what anyone thought. Fate agreed with Sam's decision. In the fall of 2018, the Quail Motorcycle Gathering sent out an email stating that their theme for 2019 was, quote, 50 years of the CB750, end quote. Excellent, Sam thought with an evil cackle and wringing of his hand. It was perfect. My idea was that I wanted to show all three colors of the first year model. I had already restored a blue one and a gold one, so the red one was the last in the series. He's got a picture of them on the website too, all lined up overlooking the Pacific Ocean. That is a magazine picture right there. So each day, Sam recorded the process. I had the idea during the previous restoration of filming the whole thing, Sam said. So I set up the iPhone every day during the five month restoration. I would just press record and work all day. Over the next six months, Sam spent 487 hours restoring the bike, doing all the work himself except machining the heads and the chrome plating. Everything from the brittle intake boots boots to the original tank was all brought back to life. He said, I ended up with about three hours of time-lapse video. Paint was the most difficult part, he says. Quote, I like doing my own paint. I actually repainted it six times because candy paint is pretty tricky. When you mess up, you go back and you start from scratch, end quote. After the restoration, Sam brought all three bikes, one of each color from the early 1969 CB750 Sandcast years, to the Quail Motorcycle Gathering, the most prestigious motorcycle show in America. The candy red and gold striped 1969 CB750 serial number 538, restored to flying condition after 50 years after it rolled off the assembly line, won best in show. Quote, I brought Honda Africa Twins to the Quail before, and when I go there wanting attention for a bike to win an award, it never works out. But then I go there with a bike just because I think it's cool and I don't care what anyone thinks, and it gets more attention. It's funny how that works, end quote. Yeah, it's funny. Results follow passion, and true passion doesn't care how much money it takes, how long it takes, or what anyone else thinks. Whether pulling a P-38 from a 50-year slumber in an icy coffin to fly again, or pulling a CB-750 from a barn and restoring it for its 50th birthday, the results are worth it, regardless of the effort or cost. You see, joy comes from both the process and the end product. Seeing a plane fly again or an old bike made rideable is rewarding and the sweat in the endeavor is its own reward. Fools ask the question of why someone would spend so much time and effort restoring a 50-year-old Japanese motorcycle, of which over half a million were eventually made. Is it really worth it? 
The answer is in the results. He's got a whole bunch of pictures here. Beautiful. Just doesn't have to be. Quote, I love the process of taking something historic and bringing it back to life, then enjoying it. I just love motorcycles, end quote. Ted Edwards. Now, if you go on the website, roaddirt.tv forward slash the Immaculate Restoration, you'll find this gem of a CB750 sandcast. It's, abs- I mean, it is museum quality and the guy rides it. That's just fantastic. You can look look that up at roaddirt.tv. Well, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this little story that Ted submitted. We enjoyed it and the photos are just knockout gorgeous. What a beautiful bike. I hope you go check it out. We'll drop a, um, a link also in the description down here so you can click right from that and go take a look yourself. It's quite remarkable. Hey, I want to thank our um, podcast sponsors, Northeast Georgia Motorsports in Brazelton, Georgia. NGMrides.com is where you can find them. Kawasaki, um, Can-Am, Suzuki, and CF Moto, as well as a bunch of four-wheeler and side-by-side brands. Um, large dealership in North Georgia. We welcome them to not only RoadDirt.tv, and, uh, but to the podcast as well. Thank you for your sponsorship. And thank you for your listenership. If you enjoyed this, give it a like, give it a share, leave a comment. And, um, you know, we hope to interact with you. And we'll put something else out here pretty soon, probably after Barbara, after the motorsports round. Give a little report about, um, about the, um, the Vintage Fest taking place out there first weekend in no in october so well until next time this is rob with road dirt wishing you a ride life